Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. We left off last week uh, with John 10, 27. John 10, 27. Would you read that with me? My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. What, a, what an amazing verse. Now what I want to do is, is, is I want to share with you what Jesus said immediately after making that statement. Because you see, right after Jesus made that statement, he makes one of the most profound statements you'll find anywhere in the Word of God that really drives home the importance of hearing his voice. And so, what we'll do is we'll read John 10, 27 into a portion of 28. Let's do it one more time. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. And I give them eternal life. Now, wow. I'm asking you this morning, can you think of any gift better than that? In all the world, no gift has ever been given that compares to this one. I give you eternal life. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. It's not the only place in the Bible that we're told about this gift. Uh, Romans 6.23, Jesus, I mean, the Bible says, uh, let's see, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, it is the gift of God, it is eternal life, but it comes through Jesus Christ our Lord. He's the giver of the gift. He's the one who disperses the gift. He's the Savior of the world, and He's the one who determines who receives the gift. I guess you could say that He is the giver of the gift, and He Himself is the gift. So, with that in mind, I want to ask you, do you really believe in eternal life? Do you really believe in eternity? Do you really believe in eternal life? Now, you should, and the reason you should believe in it is because it's one of the central themes of Scripture, but also we have tens of thousands of living testimonies that back up the teaching of eternal life. Now, testimony is just that. It certainly is not as great as the Scriptures themselves, but testimonies are very important. I want to read one to you from Dr. Eben Alexander. He is a neurosurgeon. Listen to this. Very early one morning, four years ago, I woke, I awoke with an extremely intense headache. Within hours, my entire cortex, the part of the brain that controls thought and emotion, uh, and that, and that in essence makes us human, had shut down. Now, he's a neurosurgeon and he 
talks like this, but what that means is he was brain dead. Now, once he makes that statement, he tells a story. You can read this on the internet. He, he tells the story of leaving his body and going to heaven and someone was taking him on a tour of heaven and he talks about the angels. He talks about the beauty of heaven. He talks about the glory of heaven. He talks about the colors of heaven. How, how beautiful the colors were. And he gives his own testimony about heaven itself. And then he f- finished his testimony by saying this. Today, many believe that the living spiritual truths of religion have lost their power. And that science, not faith, is the road to truth. Before my experience, I strongly suspected that this was the case myself. But I now understand that such a view is is far too simple. The plain fact is that the materialist picture of the body and brain as the producers rather than the vehicles of human consciousness is doomed. In its place, a new view of mind and body will emerge, and in fact is emerging already. This view is scientific and spiritually, uh, is scientific and spiritually, uh, in equal measure, and will value what the greatest scientists of history themselves always valued above all truth. Isn't that amazing? Now, I, I, because of the way he writes, it was real difficult. And he actually says in his testimony that he's writing like a neurosurgeon. And so we have to break that down. But the part I highlighted in my notes is this. The plain fact is that the materialist picture of the body and brain as the producers rather than the vehicles of human consciousness is doomed. And what he's saying is science believes that human consciousness is produced by the brain and the body. And what he's saying is that he has discovered and found out through his own experience that human consciousness is not produced by the brain and the body. It's just a vehicle of consciousness. And when the vehicle breaks down, consciousness still exists. And people are still aware, even after they're brain dead. And he was revived, and he was brought back. Now, he was told, as many have been told, that he had to return and testify. Did you know, these are staggering statistics to me, did you know that near-death experiences are so common in America, it's estimated that in our nation alone there's some 200,000 Americans each year who have a near-death experience, who leave their bodies, experience something otherworldly, beyond this world, and then they come back to give us a report. Gallup poll estimates that there's some 19 million Americans alive today who have had some kind of uh, near-death experience. I don't think I'm exaggerating to tell you that I've, in my career as a minister, I've talked to a dozen or more people who have told me stories about what's beyond this world. It's a pretty amazing subject. I want to encourage you today, be careful that unbelief doesn't creep into your heart and into your head. 
don't become a skeptical. I, I was reminded, and I believe by the Holy Spirit, of an incident that took place in the Bible. Jesus told the story that there was a rich man who fared sumptuously. You remember the story? And there was a poor beggar who sat at his gate and basically survived on the crumbs from the rich man's table. And then the Bible tells us that they both died. And Lazarus, the beggar, was taken by angels uh, into Abraham's bosom, uh, which was a holding place prior to Jesus actually leading captivity captive and taking the redeemed to heaven. Uh, but he, that's where he was taken. But the rich man died and opened his eyes in torment. And this rich man, lost in hell, had such a burden for his own brothers that he asked Abraham, he said, will you send Lazarus back to testify to my brothers so that they will not come to this awful place? It's the response I want to call to your attention here it is, Luke sixteen thirty one. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Isn't that amazing? The Bible tells us that eternity is real. The Bible tells us that heaven is real. Millions have returned from the dead, as it were, to warn us and tell us. And yet the lost are still lost. One more time, listen. They will not be persuaded the one rise from the dead. How tragic. Years ago I heard a minister say something like this. This is not exactly verbatim, but it's close. He said, a man on his way to hell has to ignore thousands of road signs along the way. Road signs like stop, turn around, wrong way. God will forgive you. Jesus died on the cross for you. You don't have to live this way. God wants to give you a home in heaven for all of eternity. Millions of testimonies have to be ignored for a man to make his way all the way to hell. He has to persistently reject the outstretched hand of a loving God who's trying to turn him around. Friends, I want to add my voice to those millions of testimonies. Hear me today, friends. Eternity is real. Eternal life is real. It is real, it is wonderful, and it is amazing. And I don't want to play down the tragedy that has taken place in America over these past few weeks and months. They went through it in North Carolina. We're going through it now. But I want you to know that every person who lost their lives in this storm, every person that was right with God, is right now saying, that's the best storm that ever hit my house. You think I'm joking you. The Bible, the Bible says in this life we will have tribulation. We'll go through adversity. <clears throat> but Jesus said, I've overcome the world. And, and I want you to know they're rejoicing in heaven. And I guarantee you the people who knew Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior who were taken out in this storm 
are having the time of their lives right now. Eternity is real. Heaven is real. Heaven is a real place beyond comprehension, beyond description. If you take some time, and I hope you'll do this, I've been doing this for years, but if you take some time and read about these near-death experiences, you'll find some similarities between almost all the testimonies. And one of them, I almost laugh every time I read a testimony, one of them has to do with the colors in heaven. They try to describe the colors in heaven. They say they're colors in heaven like we've never seen on earth. Brilliant, glorious, beautiful, magnificent colors. I read one uh, that, that said, how do you describe a color to someone who's never actually seen it? It's not black and white. It's not red and yellow, green. Uh, it's not blue. It's not orange. What, how do you describe a color to somebody who's never seen it? But people who have actually visited heaven, seen the beauty, the glory, the magnificence, the splendor, at least in part, and then come back to tell us about it. Oh, friends, the Bible is pretty descriptive if you think about it. Think about this, streets of gold, walls of jasper, gates of pearl, a sea of crystal, a crystal city. Exploding with the glory of God. The beauty of God Himself. No need of the sun for light. Because His light illuminates the city. And then not only that, how about the heavenly host, the angelic beings? How glorious they are, the creatures of heaven. Uh, This doctor was talking about he had never seen anything like these angels before. Can you imagine meeting an angel in glorified form? Now, it is true, according to the Bible, that angels have the ability to transform themselves uh, into human beings like us, and they look just exactly like us. The Bible says, uh, uh, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. I, I myself have seen an angel in human form. I didn't realize it until afterward, but I've seen an angel in human form. Many of you have because you've told me uh, about it. And that's one thing. But friends, when you see an angel in the glorified state of heaven, you just it, it just messes you up. It, I mean, you can't... Read your Bible and you'll find out that when the greatest... Men and women of God got in the presence of an angel in glorified form. They just melt. They just come apart at the seams. They, they just fall like they're dead. Repeatedly in the Bible, we, we, we find this, where an angel will say to somebody, an angel in their glorified form will say to somebody, Get up. Get up. I'm a servant just like you. I'm a servant of God. And the Bible says, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister on behalf of those who, who love God? God? Think about that just for a moment, friends. Angels are servants. They're created. So if the servants of heaven are so glorious that human flesh can't even stand in their presence, can you even imagine? Can you imagine what the rest of it will be like? My stars! My stars, my sheep, 
hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. They're going to heaven. They will see it all. They will experience it all. They will know what this is all about. Can you imagine? Can you imagine stepping on a shore and finding it heaven? Can you imagine reaching out and taking hold of a hand and finding it God's hand? Can you imagine breathing in new air and finding it celestial? Can, can you imagine feeling invigorated and finding it immortality? Can you imagine passing from the storm and tempest to a calm unknown? Can you imagine waking up and finding it home? Your eternal home. Can you imagine that? Wow. I don't think we talk about heaven enough this day and time. The fact is, most of us are so much in love and infatuated with the things of this world, we've lost sight of the glory land. And God never wanted us to lose sight of the glory land. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. And I give them eternal life. Now I'm about to share something with you friends that may save your life. And may ensure that you actually make it all the way into the kingdom of God. So listen up. How can you make sure that you've received the gift of eternal life? How can you make sure? How can you know that you know that you know that you have eternal life? Now, if you read books, listen to tapes, and, and many preachers, and I'm one of them, I'm sure I've said this somewhere in the past, but you'll have people say th- things like this. If you believe in Jesus, if you've repented of your sins, If you've had a born-again experience, if you've had a life-changing experience, you can know that you're going to heaven. No, you can't. No. No. No, and, and, and basically everything I just said is somewhat subjective. Somewhat dependent upon your own interpretation of those events. Let's talk about it just for a moment. If you believe in Jesus. Well, I wonder, have I, have I believed enough? Yeah, I believe, but I'm not sure I believe enough. Should I believe more? Do the, am I believing properly? And, and repent of your sins. Did I really repent deeply enough? Did I really go deep enough to really know that it was repentance under salvation? Did I really repent in such a way that I can know I'm saved? And how about this? Did I really have a born-again experience? Like the Bible talks about, did I have a born-again experience? Or did I just have an experience that I interpreted as a born-again experience? I'm not talking over your head, and you know it. You know I'm not. These are things we deal with. Did I really have a life-changing experience that leads to salvation and absolute assurance that I'm going to heaven because there are people all over the world that have life-changing experiences, but it doesn't equal salvation? Now, don't get me wrong, friends. 
And do not misquote me. I believe all of those things are prerequisites to salvation. I believe that you have to believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have to repent of your sins. You have to have a born-again experience and a life-changing experience that turns your life around. I believe all of those are prerequisites to salvation, but those things in themselves do not absolutely guarantee that you've received eternal life. So what does? How can you know? How can you be sure? How can you be proof positive that you're going to heaven? Well, friends, it's right in our text. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. I give them eternal life. Jesus put these things together. That the hearing of His voice and the receiving of the gift of eternal life, they go together. And genuine salvation catapults you into a new relationship, a supernatural relationship, where you begin to hear the voice of Almighty God. He begins to speak to you. He begins to speak in your ear. He begins to talk to you. By the way, just... For an illustration, would you call an earthly father a good father who never speaks to his children? Who never encourages them, never gives them constructive criticism? A father on this earth who never says to his children, this is the right way, this is the wrong way, do this, don't do that. Would you call an earthly father that never speaks to his own children a good father? No! He would be the worst of fathers. And we serve a good heavenly Father. And the moment you become a child of God, He begins to talk to you. He begins to lead you. He puts His Holy Spirit inside of you. He begins to whisper in your ear 15 times, Jesus said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He talks to us. Oh, I love that old song. He walks with me and He talks with me and it tells me I am his own wow so you you want to know you want to know how to know if you've truly been born again is he talking to you Is is the Lord speaking to you that is so very important my sheep hear my voice And I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. One of the surest signs of salvation is that you are hearing the voice of the Lord God Almighty. He talks to you. I don't want to mess this up, so I'll read it. Have you, if you have never had a salvation experience, then you have something amazing to look forward to. A lot of things take place at the moment of salvation. Sins are forgiven. There's a break with the past. There's a deep feeling of cleansing. The weight of past failures and mistakes is lifted off of you. You receive the gift of eternal life. And by the way, friends, that means you'll never die. Jesus said, He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. What that means is, is the real you, the conscious part of you, will never die. The body may die, the brain may die, but you will never die. 
And and so he gives us eternal life. You have a home in heaven for all of eternity. No more sickness, death, and dying. No more pain or suffering. No more hurricanes. I just knew I'd get like a huge roaring amen in the house after that one. No more hurricanes. And by the way, when the light of God lights up heaven, you won't have a power shortage in heaven either. All kinds of things happen at the moment of salvation. And if all of that were not enough, listen to this, you start from that point on hearing the voice of God. The God of the universe begins to talk to you. He starts whispering in your ear. So I want to encourage you, friends. Do whatever it takes to get to a place in your life where you start hearing His voice. Everything changes when you hear His voice. Start believing. Go deeper in faith. Start repenting. Take repentance to a a deeper place than ever before. Slow down. Listen. Change your life. Go through a lifestyle change. Get in the Word. Start reading the Word. Start obeying what you read. But whatever you have to do to get to a point where you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and God begins to speak to you and, and, and I know that you've been in this church long enough, I don't have to tell you this, but the Holy Spirit will never say anything to you that contradicts the Word of God. Never. But He does want to talk to you personally. He wants to, he wants to speak to you. So do whatever it takes to hear His voice. I tell you, I was lying in bed the other night about to fall asleep and I was going to move on from this text. And it was the voice of the Holy Spirit that said, talk to them about eternal life. Those who have it will be encouraged. Those who don't have it and desire it will be pricked in their hearts who are longing for it. That's what I felt like the Spirit said to me. And so that's the reason I'm doing this. Eternal life. Do you have it? Are you hearing His voice? Are you following His teachings? Has He given you eternal life? Do you know that you're saved? And by the way, we're even... Let me tell you how confused we are in America now. Our theology is so jumbled up, it's a mess. You, you, you can walk up to somebody... I've done this over and over again. You can walk up to somebody and say, Have you ever been saved? Sure, I have been saved. Have, have you had a born-again experience? Yes, I've had a born-again experience. Have you ever been baptized? Yes, I've been baptized. Are you absolutely sure that when you die, you'll go to heaven? Well, now, I don't know about that. Honestly, that is a common answer that I receive all the time. Because nowadays, what we think about salvation and being baptized and being born again is some kind of experience that takes place at the front of the church and something we do at the local church but it does not translate into this understanding, this awareness that we will live for all of eternity. That we have eternal life. 
And so I'm telling you, I'm not trying to sow doubt in your salvation experience, but I'm telling you, friends, if Jesus said, and he did say it, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, then of highest importance is this. Are you hearing his voice? I'm not asking if you walk down an aisle, been baptized, and you know we believe in that. But I'm asking you, are you hearing his voice? Because when you start hearing his voice, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are his child. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this day. Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com. Thank you again for